The Mind Aware 314. I'm excited. <laughs> like every time Dana says, you know, you got to take a drink. A donkey's on my back with the bridle in my mouth, whipping me and telling me what to do. This is what this tribe is about. This tribe is about breaking through paradigms. Letting go is an inside affair. Every human being is a unique and different human being. Please don't shoot me <laughs> or say anything bad today. Don't put an apple on your head and I won't. All you have to do is flip the button. It was like, taboo, Dana. Like, what? I was just like, what the heck is wrong with me? I'm like, I just want to go to work. I'd like to just have a girlfriend, settle down. Hello, everyone. This is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show, and welcome. So we're kind of getting pretty hip now here at the Mind Aware, aren't we? Most of our followers realize, like, hey, clutter bad. We don't want clutter in our house. We're into feng shui. We're into having a zen space. We like picking things that spark joy and having things around us that make us feel good. But what if you could take this whole decluttering thing to a whole new level. What if your clutter was actually your path to personal development and personal transformation? I know, it sounds exciting, right? And I'm excited to learn more about it too because guess what? I have Carrie Richardson here with me today. She is the author of What Your Clutter is Trying to Tell You and we're going to dig in and find out right now. Hi, Carrie. Hey, Dana. Good to see you. Yeah, I'm so glad you're here. So let's start with the title of the book, What Your Clutter is Trying to Tell You. What does that mean? Yeah, so your clutter has a message for you, like a life-changing, mind-altering message for you. It's not just stuff. So your clutter is trying to tell you that something is out of alignment in your life, and it wants to help you write its course. Okay, I'm excited to figure this out, exactly what you're talking about, and yeah. see how we can start to use your principles to transform in personal development. I'm wondering if this is something like, I've heard in feng shui, for example, if you have a lot of light bulbs that are going out in your house, that maybe you're personally not taking self-care, and maybe you're suffering from burnout or something, and that's why these light bulbs are out. Is it similar to that? Is it similar to where you can look around and you can see things and you have certain patterns? Is that what we're doing here? Yeah, that's absolutely part of it. So you can look at what is the type of clutter that you tend to accumulate and where do you tend to accumulate it. So those patterns can certainly help you identify some things. Like an example is, let's say that your desk or your workspace, whether that's at an office someplace or at home, is cluttered and messy, and that tends to always be the case. But you also say that you want to grow your business or you want to find a new job or new professional opportunities. The condition of your desk directly contradicts what you say your goal is. So the pattern there is, do you really want to grow your business? Do you really want to find that work opportunity? Because if you did, then your desk or your workspace would be more organized, even if you say you're someone who works best in a mess, the message you're sending to the universe is, 
hey, I say I want to play bigger in life, but I don't really mean it. So I'm going to keep my desk a little messy. Do you know, um, it's interesting that you say that. So I want to ask you a quick question, and then I'm going to give you a, a personal thing to see if this fits. What you're saying then, I think, is that if you really want your business to grow, step one might be cleaning up your desk. It might be as simple as that. Absolutely. It is oh, that simple <laughs> and powerful. It is so powerful. I mean, it's like yeah. when you when you align your workspace and your actions with your intentions, it's amazing. Like I think back when I first started coaching in, God, 2002, um, it was back, it was, that was actually before like a lot of electronic correspondence was happening. And so I had physical snail mail welcome kits that I would send out to new clients. And it was just such a pain to like assemble them and put them together. And so I would do them as new clients came along, but it was always like, yay, I got a new client. Crap, I have to put together that welcome kit. So, I was I was actually energetically repelling business, right? So I, one day I thought, Carrie, why don't you prep a bunch of these welcome kits in advance? So I prepped like 10 or so in advance, put them in my filing drawer, and new client calls started to come because I was setting myself up for success. I didn't yeah. have the mental clutter of having to build the welcome kit. I had them all set up, and I, and I was you ready know- to go. Carrie, I told you this before we started, and I feel so much like everything you say, it sounds so like, why hasn't somebody been talking about this yet? It's so clear, and it's so crazy clear. I love it. And I know for myself, and most of the listeners know that I'm like massively anal retentive, and I go to Goodwill at least once a week and clean up my house (laughs) and all of this stuff. But I know that when I'm cleaning stuff out, I'm literally inviting more into my life by doing that. Now, here's the personal question I have for you. My desk is almost always completely clean with the exception of one thing. And that is little notes that I fill out during the interviews like these, you know, little notes that I fill out and my notes. And then after I transcribe them, I get rid of them. But sometimes I'll get two or three interviews piled up here before I do it. And so what is my clutter telling me? What is that clutter telling me? Is it telling me that I need an assistant to do that? Is it telling me that I need to do the work immediately after? Or is it telling me that I'm on information overload? Or what are your thoughts about it? I'm real curious about this now. Well, you know, here's what's interesting with clutter, right? Like clutter for one person might not be clutter for the next person. So your little post-it notes everywhere could just be your process. It's how you work. You're going to jot those little notes. You're going to clean them up after. If that process works for you, then it's not an area that you need to spend a whole lot of time deciphering or figuring out. If you find that after two or three interviews, the pileup of notes drives you crazy, then it's worth revisiting. Okay, if this isn't working for me and it drives me nuts, um, how is it serving me? You know, okay. what, what is the payout to me collecting all of these post-it notes instead of finding a more streamlined system? So again, you need to decide if, if it's actually clutter or not. It could just be the way you work. Yeah, I love that. So really, this is emotionally based. You yes. know, if it's something that's bothering you, If it's something that's bothering you, then it's clutter. And if it's bothering you, what would be a question somebody could ask themselves to figure out what it is that they need to learn? Like the messy desk is really obvious, you know, like you would be repelling business if it's bothering you and you've got. But what would be a question I could ask myself? Yeah. So then you want to take it to the next level of what is the benefit of my messy desk? 
which I know okay. sounds completely counterintuitive, but if my messy desk or insert any other type of clutter here is bothering me and I'm not taking action to clear it or sort it or eliminate it, what is the payout to keeping the clutter? That's the whole idea behind what is your clutter trying to tell you? It takes some digging because right away it's like my clutter is telling me to get rid of it. Um, but if that was the case, you'd get rid of it. So let's look and see what is it really telling you. So we'll stick on the example of the messy desk. Is there any fear of playing bigger in the world? If you, if that desk, if you're telling yourself that that messy desk is the obstacle to you growing your business and you have fear about growing your business, well, isn't it convenient to keep your desk messy? When you're afraid to play bigger in the world, clutter is a fantastic scapegoat. It's a great scapegoat. Yeah. Yeah, I totally see what you're saying. How interesting. What kind of patterns do you see with the people that you work with? Where do most people tend to hold their clutter? Paperwork is a big one. Um, and because paperwork holds so many different kinds of messages. It can be from, I think of one client from years ago who had a bunch of newspaper clippings, blog posts that she printed off. Uh, magazine articles that she tore out and she just had like files of little tidbits of information in. and she came to me and she's like I cannot stand all these all this paperwork anymore I need to get rid of it and so of course we start at the obvious place and go okay well let's look and see how you can sort through your paperwork and but I'm sitting here looking for where the resistance surfaces and why and so as I saw her getting uncomfortable with the idea of getting rid of this stuff I we started to dig further in like what does this paperwork actually represent to you? Like, how often would you really be getting rid of? And after a series of conversations, what we discovered was she believed her intelligence was in those files. Right. But when she was young, you know, she came from a big family, and she was um, considered the dumb one in the family, her words. Uh, her siblings excelled in school without trying. She had to really apply herself. And one time when she was younger, her mother said to her, it's a good thing you're pretty brain alarms from old beliefs, belief of I'm not smart. I need all this information so I can feel on the same playing level as she felt intelligence and she really would be in the family. So the clutter we actually worked on was her blocking belief, getting rid of that old belief that she was dumb, shifting it, switching it out with an empowering belief that she is resourceful and smart and wise and has and knows everything she needs to know to exceed right where she's at. Once she really solidified this strong belief, she was getting rid of paperwork left and right. She was like, I want this stuff out of my face. So paperwork's a big one for people. Paperwork can be, you know, fears of, um, you know, financial fear, blocking money mindset. If you have a stack of paperwork that might have financial documents in it or bills, paperwork can claim the power in your life so fast well, do you know what's hitting me that you're saying that's so interesting about this is that what I like is, first of all, it's an inside job. You have to figure it out yourself. Yep. And the, and next, you sometimes you can just take the action and clean the desk or remove the clutter, which is kind of more feng shui based where they would say move your stuff and change your life. So sometimes you can take that. But sometimes you want to do the inside job first. And when you do the inside job, you automatically clean up the clutter and exactly. have no resistance to it because you're getting rid of the belief. Now, one of the questions I notice you ask that I really, really like, a couple of them here, and you've asked so many good ones, frankly, but what does it represent to you? 
Mm-hmm. That's a really good question. So you can look at the clutter. You can say, what does this represent to you? What would you be getting rid of mm-hmm. if you got rid of the clutter? Like these are powerful questions. And when you ask yeah. powerful questions, you get back powerful answers. So mm-hmm. I, and I like even just in talking with you, knowing myself, not having a lot of clutter myself, I can already just see the areas where I do. And mm-hmm. so I'm I'm analyzing myself as we're talking. Like I'm one of these people who if I have any physical books at all, they're all stacked in a stack, all being read at the same time, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, okay, well, what does that mean? I just, I love playing with this kind of stuff. It's so good. Now, I have a bunch more questions for you, but I want to do a quick check-in with our Facebook audience and make sure we're coming through. And if they have any questions, for those of you that don't know, the Mind Aware Show airs on Facebook Live. We do the recording there on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific time. And so we take a little break. We check in with the Facebook audience. That's your time. If you want to come here and play, you can ask questions live. We're having a great conversation right now with Carrie Richardson, and I want to make sure that you have her Earl so you can go track her down. Head over to Carrie Richardson. Dot com. Carrie is K-E-R-R-I, K-E-R-R-I, and Richardson is with an O-N at the end, dot com. She has, you know, not only the book, What Your Clutter is Trying to Tell You, but the Clutter Buster 1.0 course, you can actually start doing this process of getting rid of stuff with her, all sorts of offerings over there to check out. So do check out CarrieRichardson.com. We're going to be right back in one second with your questions about clutter. Be right back. What's going on with you? You seem so up all the time, and your business is on fire. What are you doing? I started Train Your Brain You. It's the only program for entrepreneurs that addresses mindset and business growth strategies. The idea behind the program is that when you feel good, you act great, and it's awesome. You can check it out at trainyourbrainu.com, and that's trainyourbrainu, the letter U, dot com. Is it expensive? Seriously, it's like you're a whole different person. It's only a dollar a day, and you get all the latest tools to help you stay positive and grow your business. You would love it. Where do I go again? TrainYourBrainU.com. That's TrainYourBrainU, the letter U, dot com. Check it out today. Hello, everyone. Dana Wild here, and welcome back to the Mind Aware Show. We are having a really interesting conversation with Carrie Richardson. You can find her over at CarrieRichardson.com, and that's Carrie, K-E-R-R-I. Richardson has an O-N at the end, CarrieRichardson.com. She's the author of What Is Your Clutter Trying to Tell You? And I'll tell you, this is, feels to me like an idea whose time has come. It's kind of one of those conversations that I'm having, and I'm having this realization of why haven't we talked about this more before? Why are people not using their surroundings for personal development and for personal transformation? And some of the things she's saying is that, you know, it's not just about the clutter, like clean up your desk. It's not always every time that's the solution. Sometimes the solution is saying, what does it mean to you? Why is the desk messy? What What is the benefit you get from the messy desk? Being able to look at yourself and understand why you happen to have this certain pattern of clutter, why you're collecting it in a certain way. Now, you mentioned something, Carrie, that I want to ask you about because we are talking about physical clutter here, but this isn't just about physical, right? Right. 
Yeah, physical clutter and, and mental clutter or emotional clutter really go hand in hand. So physical clutter tends to be a manifestation of something emotional going on. So the, the, the physical clutter, I, I call it like a temper tantrum of the soul, right? It's just like, you, it's like your soul's just throwing a fit and, you know, throwing its toys around. Like, come on, I, you know, I need your attention. Pay attention to me. What's going on? So it's, it's a, a physical manifestation of emotional stuff, but then also clutter can be, you know, blocking beliefs, like the example I gave with the woman with the paperwork, or it can be toxic relationships. It can be our monkey mind as clutter. So oftentimes when we think about clutter that way, then we can really see it as a creative partner, right? We can team up with it because when you partner with that part of you who is acting out, you become a really powerful team. Yeah, and I was thinking, like, clutter manifests in so many different ways, doesn't it? Like, there's cluttered schedules, you know, people yeah. who are saying yes to too many things, too much clutter there, and electronic clutter. Yeah. You know, once I once my, my household was under control, I opened up my files and I'm on my computer and I'm like, oh, man, yeah. what's this trying to tell you? Uh-huh. <laughs> you are an information hoarder. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, really, really interesting. So the other thing I wanted to ask is I'll bet you you have a lot of people thinking this. What if the clutter is not your own in the house? Like there are certain parts of the house where other people are in charge. What does that mean? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I mean, really what it means is, and this is, you know, kind of a spiritual principle that we know, right? You can't change the people in your life. (laughs) So as much as you would want to tell them to get their clutter in order. If you're very organized, but other people in your home aren't, um, you need to look at what are the boundaries you can set for yourself so you can still thrive despite them not being ready or willing or able to deal with their clutter. So it would be great to get other people in our household to clean out, but the reality is you can't do it. I, having said that, I've had several clients over the years say, that by them tending to their own stuff, they have unwittingly inspired those in their home. Like spouses will say, hey, what's going on with you? You just seem happier or you seem more plugged in or you seem more energetic. And they'd say, well, I'm just getting rid of some stuff I don't use anymore. And well, I want some of that. And so you can inspire people just like anything else, you know, by being a walking role model for living your own best life that inspires other people to do the same. Yeah, absolutely. And I was thinking, too, that if we can apply those same questions to the situation, maybe what ends up happening is what it represents to us is to let go of the things that are in our control. And the personal development can be on that level, too. So, I mean, there's there's always transformation to be had. And speaking of which, I know you wanted to address the idea. I think there's and, you know, I say this sometimes, too, about how the culture has this idea of like things that are cool. Like being out in sunshine, cool. Sitting yeah. in a basement, a dark basement, not cool. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. e- eating plant-based, cool. Right. You know, eating <laughs> eating true. beef, not cool. You know, and <laughs> and we're we're kind of anti that. We're kind of all about like find your cool. And so I'd love it if you would address this a little bit about clutter. Yeah. So you know, clutter is again. Be careful to define clutter. For yourself. You know, um, I, I often have people say to me, you know, I'm scared to start our work together because I'm afraid you're going to make me get rid of all my books <laughs> or fill in the blank. And I'll say, do you love your books? Yes. Are they 
displayed and, you know, set up nicely, yes, then it's not clutter. So I, if, if you don't love it, need it, or use it, it's clutter. So if you love your Hummel collection, I'm not going to tell you to get rid of it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you get to decide what clutter is. Um, and if it's draining you, if it's making you feel bad about yourself, if it's, you know, preventing you from moving your life forward, then it's clutter. If it brings you joy, if, if your items bring you joy, because some people, you know, have some things that they just love to keep that they feel other people might define as clutter. It doesn't mean you have to get rid of it. So you get to decide what's clutter. Um, I help you decide if it's adding value to your life or if it's detracting from your life. If it's adding value, it's not clutter. I love that. I love that. It's really an invitation, you know, to look at your space with new eyes. And and I've had the opportunity to do that on several occasions. And it's so nice to walk in and say, well, really, why am I keeping this table? You know, am I keeping it because I actually like it or am I keeping it just because, oh, I don't have anything else for that spot? And And what kind of energetic hits are we taking Every time we look at something that reminds us of a bad time in our life or we look at, you know, I mean, there's so many ways that we can improve our mood and our environment and our results just by being a little bit more aware and awake and being willing to figure out the messages about what your clutter is telling you. Like it's so deceivingly simple and and Mm -hmm. yet powerful. So I just love it. Do you have any parting advice for our listeners, maybe somebody who's wanting to get started with this, what would be the first yeah. step? The first step, I would say, is to find an area of clutter that is really driving you the most nuts. And you're going to have a lot of resistance to getting started. Oftentimes, when we start to figure out the message in our mess, the clutter we need to clear first is our resistance. So I tell people, sit down at your clutter. Start with physical clutter just because it's the easiest. You can see it. It's tangible. Sit down at the clutter area that you've chosen. Set a timer for 25 minutes. I use the Pomodoro technique, if anyone's familiar with that. It's a godsend, and my clients love it. It's as simple as this. Eliminate all distractions. Email gets shut down. Ringer on phone is silenced. Family's told you're not available for the next 30 minutes. Sit down at the clutter. Set a timer for 25 minutes. That's the Pomodoro time. And work on that clutter. At the end of 25 minutes, you take a five-minute break up and away from the task so your resistance sees a light at the end of the tunnel. But now having said that, when you sit down for those 25 minutes, you may find that the first 10 or 15 minutes of it is spent fighting your resistance. Instead of fighting it, write it down. Capture everything that it's saying. Let its voice be heard. You might spend the whole round on journaling out your resistance. It's okay. We often have to clear that clutter first and then so realistic expectations use the pomodoro technique and it's okay if the clutter you need to clear first is your resistance as it's often the case oh my gosh you have no idea how much i adore you this is so good i just love this and that's such a powerful one-two punch because you know what that's mindset then action Mindset and action, intentional action, and you can get it done, and it's doable, and it's interesting because I think I'm going to shift. I've been teaching 50-minute work sessions with 10-minute breaks, but I like 25 better. I'm going to totally adopt that from now on. I'm going to do 25 and 5 instead of 50 and 10. So that's really cool, Carrie. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Just so much good stuff. Thank you so much for being here. This was awesome. Thanks for having me. It's been my pleasure. It's such a blast. I love your show. 
Thank you. Well, this was so fun, and I know you loved it, too, so go check out Carrie Richardson. Carrie, K-E-R-R-I, CarrieRichardson.com. Get her book, What Is Your Clutter Trying to Tell You? Go check out her courses, Clutterbuster 1.0 courses, starting soon, so you want to get in there and check it out. I just, I had such a good time today, and you know, I feel like you all really get this. You get this, that this isn't about, and Carrie addressed it, it's not about beating yourself up about your clutter or, you know, having to be the cool kid because everything is a certain way that everybody says it's supposed to be. It's really about personal development, personal transformation. What does it mean to you? How can you grow as a person, both in your physical space, in your physical world that you're walking around in, but also internally and mentally. How can you clear out, feel lighter, feel cleaner, feel better, feel more productive? Because you're addressing those tiny little things that are annoying. When you can start to get rid of those piles of things that are bothering you, you will start to feel the movement. You'll start to feel the clutter. And more important, you will have the personal transformation that goes along with that. Wouldn't it be fun to break through a personal belief just as easy as that in 25 minutes, write that resistance down. You could do that today. All of us can make time for that today. That sounds really awesome. I'm going to try that. Sit down, figure out the resistance, write it down, get through it, start cleaning up, feel the lightness, have some fun with this, transform your life by getting rid of your clutter. And we'll see you next time on the mind aware. You name it, you claim it, and suddenly, hmm. I don't really deserve this much air, so I'm going to hold my breath so that other people can have more air. You know what a badass your inner critic is, right? I say stop being a wussy and just do it. I'm going to breathe a bunch of air today and save it up because I may need some more air at a later date. Emotions, any emotion, emotion, energy in motion, they need to move.